Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Wow. As we are preparing Baruch Hashem for Zman Matan Torah Just those words are so exciting. Matan from the word Matana. There's that beautiful song that our little children sing. Hashem gave us a present, and do you know what it was? He gave us the Torah for we to keep his laws. I'm not sure that's the second line, but certainly you got the idea. But it's the whole idea that Hashem gave us a present to think and to value and look upon the Torah as nothing less than a present. Okay, let's try to go in order. Mirz Hashem, this coming Shabbos, which is Erev Yom Tov, so Shabbos, we read Parshas Bamidbar. And afterwards, I'll try to give a bit of a connection between Bamidbar and Matan Torah that we celebrate starting Motzo'e Shabbat. Okay, so uh, there are no mitzvos of the Tariyag in this week's Parsha. We look forward to Yom Tov of Shavuos for while we receive the Ten Commandments on Shavuos, Rab Sajagon says a better term for it would be the Ten Categories. Because indeed, each of the Ten Commandments has underneath it subcategories, and so you have really all 613 under the Ten Commandments. I'd like to go in order and... Therefore, let's start with Motsa'eh Shabbat. And that is that every year we talk about one of the unique features about Shavuos. And that is that whereas we know that many, many individuals take in Shabbos early this time of the year and throughout the summer, that's called Tosefes Shabbos adding on to Shabbos. However, we are not to take in Shavuos early any time, any year, because of the term that the Torah tells us, you are to count Sheva Shabbosos to Mimos, seven full weeks, and then the Torah actually uses the term that on this very day, and it must be the next day. So this year, as far as that goes, we don't have a problem because we can't start the Yom Tov until after Shabbos is over. So we, when Shabbos is over, we go from Shabbos to Yom Tov. Now, when we get home, Baruch Hashem, from Shul, or for those that will be davening at home, so what we do is as follows. When Shabbos is over, approximately 9.12 in the New York area or whatever your local Orthodox shul tells you to follow and those who follow uh, others, manim. so I'm not here to give you the time, but I am going to tell you that after that time, we have, first of all, the Hadlokas Neiros for the women. Now, interestingly, there is the following point 
and that is, whereas on a regular Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, women light candles, and the Ashkenazic community follows the Baal Halochos Gedolos, which means that with the recitation of the bracha, she's already accepting Shabbos, so she can't make the bracha and then light. So on a regular Friday, we know what the women do. They light the candles, cover their eyes immediately so that they don't get any benefit yet from the candles, and then they recite the bracha afterwards. However, on Yom Tov, you're allowed to light. So the mother of the Jerisha said, wait a second, we really shouldn't be playing peekaboo with the uh, lights of the candles uh, this coming Yom Tov or any other Yom Tov, right? But rather, we could and should do as the, um, come on, as the Sfardim do, namely, we should be able to make the bracha lahadlik ner shel yom tov, and then light the candles. Many women don't follow this because we are afraid of confusion this week, next week, etc. But just know that there are many that follow this procedure, number one. And then the next question is regarding shehachiyonu. Should women say shehachiyonu when they light the yom tov candles? And the answer is it's best not. It's best for them to wait and rely upon the Shekhyanu if they will be hearing Kiddush from somebody else, or even if they're not going to be hearing Kiddush from someone else, they're going to be making Kiddush for themselves. Because a woman is obligated in Kiddush just as man is. Before she eats, she's going to recite Kiddush. Let her have the Shekhyanu as part of the Kiddush as opposed to accompanying the candles. So even though there are many women that have this practice, if you were to ask, the better way would be not to say the Shekhyonu with the candles. Now, again, not looking to confuse anybody, but if you do, then I'm going to tell you the proper thing is, and you're hearing Kiddush from somebody else, don't answer Amin, ironically, to their Shekhyonu uh, in the Kiddush. Why? Your Amen is, quote, extraneous, because you don't need that bracha. And the same way you can't say it's, it's raining outside, it's, it's hot outside, you can't do any kind of talking while you're in the middle of fulfilling your mitzvah of Kiddush, you can't even say Amen. So that's an interesting point that many people should just be aware of. Okay, if you're going to take a nap this coming Shabbos, because you're going to be up all night learning, just don't say that. Take a nap and enjoy the nap. And then there's another advantage to that, because we know one of the problems that emerges on Shavuos morning is, oy, 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 I didn't sleep during the night. Do I say Birkas Torah? So for one thing, if you slept during the day, as probably most of us will, then you really could if there's nobody else to hear it from. If there's a sleeper, meaning someone that slept a half an hour or more, preferably in a bed, and uh, they come to shul, wonderful. They will say the Birchas HaShachar, starting with Entilas Yudayim, and Asher Yatsar, Elokai Neshama, Birchas HaTorah, Birchas HaShachar, as found in the Siddur. 
and you will be yotze your brachos with them. If, however, there was no one there that was sleeping, so you can uh, fulfill the, you can recite Birkas Torah if you slept during the day, and uh, if not, then you can satisfy Birkas Torah with Ava Rabba. So there's just a lot to familiarize yourself with regarding this. Interestingly, there are no biblical mitzvos in the Torah regarding Shavuos except for one, which I'll get to in a minute. So before I get to that one, just understand that there are, interestingly, many minhagim. And I think that's so important because we're not only accepting Torah laws, but we're even accepting beyond the laws, we're accepting even the customs, the minhagim. So in Simon Tov Tzadi Dalid, in the Shulchan Arach, the Ramah brings several different minhagim, one, lishtoach asovim bishavuos, to have um, greens, and some do flowers, in the Beisach Knesses, and in one's home, zecher lesimchas matan Torah. To remember that when God gave the Torah on Sinai, he liked the color green, carpet. The, the mountain was carpeted with grass, showing that even in a desert with Torah, you have life. Interesting. So we relive that which occurred at Mount Sinai, and therefore the flowers, the greens. Next, the Ramah brings the minhog of having dairy on Shavuos. Now this is very, very interesting. Let me begin by saying, when the Torah teaches v'samachta b'chagecha, the Talmud understands simcha, which means happy and rejoice, ain't simcha basar which means that one is to have meat and uh, dairy on, excuse me, meat and wine on Yom Tov. Now, there are several reasons given why there is some, and I am underline that word some, because it would be improper to have a total dairy Shavuos. There is the obligation of having meat and wine on Yom Tov. And let's not forget, Shavuos is one of the Shalosh Regalim, a Yom Tov. Good. So, listen carefully. The standard reason given, Moshe comes down, they say, let's celebrate. Moshe says, oh no, I have to teach you how to slaughter the animals, the laws of Shechita. And the kalim, the vessels that we have, are not yet kosher. They have to be kashered, purged, etc. So they could not have meat. They had to have dairy. One answer. Secondly, in Shirashirim, Torah is compared to dvash v'cholov, to honey and milk, and therefore we do have some, underlined again, milk on Shavuos. Let me tell you the Ramah. Now, the Ramah is not something I am suggesting that you do this, but I'm telling you you should just be aware of it. The Ramah says that just like on Pesach, there's the biblical mitzvah of bringing the Omer, a measure of barley. 
as a korban. And it wasn't an, an individual korban. It was a communal korban, mincha, brought on the second day of Pesach. It was a measure of barley. That's how we begin the counting of the Omer. Seven weeks later, on Shavuos, we bring another korban, this time, two loaves. And these loaves are made of wheat. So understand that Shavuos is a kind of graduation. What does that mean? We are graduating from barley, which is the feed for animals, to wheat, which is the food of man. And so therefore, without the Torah, when we left Egypt, we were like animals. And now with the Torah, we've graduated and we are like men. Good. So the Ramah says, watch. We have Lecha Mishnah at all meals. He recommends this for the first day of Shavuos and says as follows. Start the meal with Lecha Mishnah. As we do every Yom Tov meal. You're going to make Kiddush. You're going to have Lechem Mishnah at the table. And you're going to start the meal with dairy. Now, what does that mean? My suggestion is, for those that want to do this and discuss this with your local Rav, you have your table set with plastic and disposable plates and silverware on it. You come to the table, Lechem Mishnah, and watch. You're going to eat the first course. Let's say blinzes and sour cream. Okay, now watch. You can't have the same loaf of bread, the same challah that you've used for the dairy with what's coming next. You have a little Dvar Torah, some Zemer, take a little Lachayim, wash out your mouth, and here we go. Clear everything off the table, all disposable, throw it out. What's underneath? Ah, Another tablecloth. We set the table now with appropriate uh, dishes for Yom Tov. And now we're going to have meat. Ah, in order to have meat, we have to bring out a second loaf. Because you can't use the loaf that you had for dairy. Take that off the table in order to have meat. So now we've created the necessity to bring another loaf a remembrance of the Shtei HaLechem, which is the only unique biblical mitzvah on Shavuos. Good. Very nice. Um, the other minhog is to read the book of Rus on the second day of Yom Tov. There is different reasons for that, not the least of which is Rus was the convert and which her name itself, in numeric value, is 206, Reish Vav Tov, and that means she added 206, excuse me, 606, thank you, 606 to the seven mitzvot that she had, which gave her the 613. Okay, I forgot to mention that the Kiddush Saturday night is Yak Nahaz, Bori Pregofen, Mekadesh Israel Vazbanim, Kiddush, Havdaneir, Borei Mioreho Eish. We don't use a Havdala candle. Use the candles that have been lit for Yom Tov. You don't even have to tilt them. You can just put your hands near the two candles. 
and finally uh, you have Havhaz the Hey the Havdala, Hamavdul Ben Kodesh La Kodesh, and finally Shehachiyano. Okay, I would like to just tell you the Kriyas Torah for the first day is the incredible chapter nineteen of Shmos, talking about the preparation for the revelation at Sinai, and finally, the chapter 20, which is the Aseris Hadibros. There are no sufficient words for me to try to explain how important the Yom Tov of Shavuos is. And ironically, and I cry, that this is the least observed Yom Tov among not yet observant Jews. Thank God they go to a Pesach Seder. They thank God they come to a shul on Yom Enorayim. However, they don't realize that our essence and what makes us a people is our Torah. So special. Okay, so I want to just share with you for a moment a connection between this coming Shabbos which is Parshas Bamidbar, and the Yom Tov of Shavuos. The Medrash, at the beginning of the Parsha, when the Pasuk reads that Hashem spoke to Moshe in Midbar Sinai, so the Medrash says the following, Lama Bimidbar Sinai. Why in the Midbar? Lomar, it comes to teach us. This is Bamidbar Rabbah, first chapter comes to teach us. Whoever doesn't make themselves like a desert, hefker, literally ownerless, you can't acquire Torah. You have to make yourself ownerless. Now what does that mean? Therefore it says, as the Midbar was ownerless. So I'd like to suggest, very interestingly, the Ran, in the Gemara Nadorim, Daf Lamid says, we've all gone to weddings and we should continue to go to many more. At the Chosan, what does he do? He puts the ring on her finger. He is taking her into his domain. He's now responsible for to provide for her. She has to allow herself to be taken into his domain. So what does she do? She makes herself as if, as, as Hefker, ownerless. Ah, now she's ready, willing, able to be, quote, acquired, not in any kind of a demeaning way, just the opposite, the privilege of being an integral part of him. But she's acquired by the fact that she has, quote, unquote, opened herself up to this. The same is true regarding our acquisition of Torah, that it's not only something that I'm doing for myself, for me to acquire more knowledge and simply an intellectual pursuit of knowledge as any other area, but no, this is a way for me to connect with God. Listen carefully. The Zohar says beautifully, Kuchabricho, God, Orisa, the Torah, and Yisrael, the Jewish people, are Chadho. When a Jew studies Torah and he comes to the Torah, Hefker, 
which means he doesn't come with any preconceived notions. He's not studying that they should call him rabbi, that they should call him tambachacham or anything. He's coming because he wants to get close to the Torah and to take in the Torah. By so doing, he gets close to Hashem. Wow. And that's the whole idea that the Gemara tells us. Listen carefully. Firstly, in the fifth book, as Hashem Kechatira, you are to fear God. What is the S comes to teach us? Rabbi Akiva Larabos You should honor scholars. Why? Because the scholar has the sanctity of Torah, not just the knowledge, the sanctity, the holiness of Torah is imbued within him. And that's why if even a Talmud the Talmud says, has forgotten his studies, the law says, what do we do? We still stand for him, even if he doesn't understand and know that we're standing for him. Because Luchos, the Shivri Luchos, both the uh, tablets, the second set and the first set that were broken were in the ark because they had sanctity. So therefore, let's understand, as we approach the Yom Tov of Shavuos, we understand that learning Torah is not only the privilege of studying God's Torah, but the opportunity of having that close connection with Hashem Himself. I just want to remind everybody that we say Yizkor on the second day of Yom Tov, and those who have a practice of lighting a Yisker candle, a Yorzai candle rather, on a day that you say Yisker, today, Erev Shabbos, get yourself a three-day candle. And this way, you don't have to get involved with a halachic issue as to whether or not you can light the candle. It will be there for you to uh, have on the third day, this coming Monday, when we do recite Yiskor. I take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family and all our listeners at uh, Nachum Siegel, JM in the AM, to wish everybody a most enjoyable Kabbalah Satorah B'Simcha. Shabbat Shalom and a good Yom Tov to all.